Hi, Eddie. Hope everyone. My name is Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast, episode 125. <laughs> In today's episode, closer though, yeah. we discuss Rob's new TV obsession that uh, he's a big fan of. We discuss the dumpster fire going on in the video game industry with things like Ubisoft. We discuss um, League of Legends and the new season and our ranked woes, as well as Rob's foray into ranked. Um, Did I place Iron or Challenger? Find out. <laughs> if those are the two options, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Challenger. <laughs> I know I tell you this, but that's not... Uh, we also talked about other things. I, I know we did. I can't really think of them. We talk uh, about some... Oh, some... sleep. Uh, sleep like schedule. And, uh, uh, sleep schedule and stuff. We, uh, come on now. You know what? We're all over the place. You As know, always. How we do. That's how we do. So stay tuned. We appreciate your eyes and ears being focused on this and let's get into it ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the gg over easy podcast episode 165 pretty sure in today's in today's episode we have some hot tea both literally and figuratively are you are you sick or you just you actually like tea it's the whole anti-inflammatory thing Oh, um, so start my morning off with some tea because I'm also fasting and zero calories. But the problem is, I think there's such things like you know, like the coffee poops or coffee runs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I just get that with tea. I think it's just something about it. I think it's supposed to like aid digestion. But when I don't have much to poop, and then I drink this oh, on an empty stomach. My stomach's like, well, we're we're trying, bro, but you ain't got much. So I'm like, ah, uh, so should probably stop drinking it in the morning. But oh well, uh, it's warm and it soothes my soul. I, uh, what is it about? I think it's caffeine that can cause maybe I don't know. There's it's some there's something about tea and caffeine well, that can cause like it's only tea or I think coffee, but for me tea because if I take advantage in the morning, I don't got to poop. I don't get like weird runs. Maybe it's just the the way the caffeine is consumed, because like green tea is probably a little less heavy on the stomach than you know just hard, big tea. I don't oh know. yeah, hard and big. <laughs> wait, I just, wait, I wait, just wait, don't wait. like. Unlike my poops, what? I don't know. I just don't like eating or drinking in the morning, like anything. Like I'll drink a water. Like I'll... I agree. I hate eating in the morning. And I don't I know do how to eating. describe it, but like, I'll drink water, and like if you and some orange juice, I'll fuck up orange juice in the morning. But like, you could not get me to drink like a normal drink. You could not get me to drink like a tea, a sodi, sodi. Well, like, and then I don't really like eating in the morning. I don't really. I have to like have been awake for a couple hours before I eat. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, 100% with you. I don't like to eat in the morning. I try to avoid it. There, back in high school, I used to do this thing every Friday morning where I would meet with my youth group at McDonald's at like 5.30 in the morning or some unholy amount of time because church starts at, or not church, school starts at 7 a.m. or whatever. Um, so I'd go there and man, Every Friday at about eight o'clock on the dot. After that, 
I'm fighting for my life in the toilet, man. It didn't matter what I ate. It was usually the hotcakes. Good coming in, not so good coming out. And they come out quick. Messed me up every single time. But I would, but that's the only time I would eat breakfast. But otherwise, because I know, even if I were to eat like right now, I don't know. I got to wait until like I just at rather least be sleeping. nine or ten. That's kind of my thing. Is like, I just wish I'd be sleeping. So I'm angry and it's like kind of like my <laughs> fuck you to the world. Like, you well, want me to morning, conform and eat this food? Fuck you. I'm not doing that. This morning, trying a new schedule. Woke up at five today. So maybe we'll move it back an hour. Woof. So I feel like my dad and I like, I've been up three and a half hours. Come on, kids. I've already done the taxes. Taken out the trash. I yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying like 7 a.m. I'm trying to get back on my 7 a.m. grind. I was up at like 7.15 this morning. I've learned um, to accept that that's just not who I am. I'm always going to be a night owl. As much as I tried to change my sleep schedule to fit, just, it just never happens. I think if I was like single and like, you know, didn't have uh, a fiance and like, you know, a normal schedule where it's like she goes to work, then I go to work and then we're both like hanging out at that time. And then we go to bed at the same time. Like oh, I would probably be a total night owl because um, when I was single, I was totally. Fuck, I just got like a core. I said like a, you just hit me with a realization very early in the morning, big guy. What Whenever that? I'm with my partner, I'm on their schedule no matter what. Yeah. But when I'm back at home, I'm definitely an idol. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I, because I used to be an idol. I used to. I, I used got, to love being up. You know that, that uh, you know that Neil uh what's his name? Uh Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. The the mind explosion. That was me right there. I was like, wait a minute. Um he's hit me with it. I'm actually the opposite though. I've made Claire conform to me, otherwise she'd be night owl, but she wants to stay up and I'm like, Okay, cool, have fun. I'm going to sleep. See, that's cool. Like no pressure and like if you want to stay up, like stay up and stuff. Yeah. Like that's um for me, I mean, I've just realized in the more I, like, I just operate. I know my operating hours better. I actually watched this pretty interesting video recently, too. Uh, I can send it to you, Blue, because also you might find out some interesting things to try because he also dives into the fact that most night owls aren't actually night owls. But the way their circadian rhythm has lined up, they also think they hit their rhythm at about the time during night when they would. But in reality, it's it's all natural rhythms. And so... You might be able to swap and see really interesting stuff yeah. though but so like i know in the morning like my hours like five to ten in the morning i'm popping I, I could solve world hunger bro and then about like noon to three i am useless don't talk to me but then like four to seven i'm back baby and then i go back down i go to sleep and then i wake back see up see See, I wish I could say that. I'd never have a rhythm. I well, and say, the video will detail why you don't have This is uh, pretty poignant because we actually have a an ad this week uh, for Aurora Ring. or so, I, I forget how to say it. Oh. Aurora Ring? Oh, Aurora Borealis. Claire wears that every night. Well, so Claire wears it every night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, it, uh, I did it myself too, but I wore it and it's like, you get great sleep. And then she wears it and she's like, you don't get good sleep. So she's like, I'm like, you should probably use it. Well, we have it as an ad. And so uh, they're sending him 
So oh, uh, it hasn't like came yet in the mail, but I'm excited to try it out because I'm it's really a, excited to get my sleep schedule fixed up. It's cool. It um details. I mean, this like again, it's an ad, but this is we're not getting this wasn't part of the ad or anything. Yeah, the, um, no, it's just kind of a coincidence. Just like a, a ring you wear, but it's pretty good at um, tracking your like. It goes much more in depth than like, you know, like an Apple Watch or some other apps might be like, oh, well, you seem to rest this much, blah, blah, blah. But it looks a lot at like um, your oxygen levels and then uh, is better with that being able to track, well, one, some sleep apnea stuff, but like how restless you were, what stages of sleep you got and how long you got it. And then it can actually kind of, it can like give you a thing like, hey, based on your stuff, we suggest either like, changing your schedule to this or like doing this at this point in order to hit that or it's pretty cool yeah uh, it seems something like i definitely need because i mean I, i'm the type of person like i'll fall asleep at a reasonable time but at least once during the night i'll wake up and i'll either be like way too hot or way too hot uh, so <laughs> I go, One the I other, go okay. to, uh, the guest bedroom or like the futon downstairs. Cause it's like Yo. super cold down there or like, cause it's untouched. So when I get in there, I'm like just freezing. So I fall back asleep. Do you know, I like to be cold when I sleep. Oh, does Sydney not, do you not have a fan or something? We do have a fan, but like Sydney runs really hot. So I feel like the bed just gets really hot. Hey. So let's go Sydney fellow space heater. Yeah, so I'm like by the time I wake up, like I'm in a drench of sweat. Drench of, yeah, you know, I could see. I noticed that drench too when we're at Fruit Summit because whenever uh, is it? I thought it was. I thought it was because me. I was like, "Am I snoring?" And Rob was like, "No, dude, it's not you." And then <laughs> I was like, "Why does Rob keep like?" I'll go to sleep and I'll be like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm falling asleep and Rob's right here." And then I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Sag, where'd Rob go?" <laughs> Kind of sound like um, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Where did he go? It's like Sydney will say, like, "Yeah, I woke up at like four in the morning and woke up this morning. You were gone." Like, I was no. sad. I was like, "That's my hey, that's my that's my couch, my couch buddy, Sag." Where you yes, go? sir. Um, I've been trying to also document recently to try and figure out when I'm coming out of deep sleep, so that when I wake up, I'm also just ready to get going quicker. Because sometimes the problem too is I'll wake up. And then I'm still kind of groggy, even though I got like eight and a half hours of sleep and it takes me a while to get up just because I'm, I need to figure out where like seven and a half hours. Is that when I'm like right out of deep sleep and a good time to wake up? Currently trying to document that because it's either that or like the reason I switched to 5 a.m. Uh, today was a couple days ago. Woke up classic like middle of the night like boom, like eyes wide open um because i heard appa like thrown up or something which is also strange because you cannot wake me if you try like i'm a deep sleep i never wake up um but i think it's like some weird pseudo like parental thing in me where like it picks up on appa yeah and then i went from like it, well, it turns out it was 5 a.m., but it I went from, like, I'm deep sleep to I'm wide awake. Suddenly, I'm energetic. I must protect my son. 
and then I, I, I got him. I brought him out. It was that was also around when it was like negative ten or whatever. Oh that day. yeah, like during the winter um, blast thing or whatever. Yeah, and so that's when I brought him out. And then I don't know if I was told that story, but he was out there, and then he started whimpering while he was out in the back, um, which oh. he does never done, never whimpered or whined once in the back. Uh, and it's kind of dark out there, and I can't see barefoot, like a foot of snow, negative 15 degrees. I'm like, suddenly nothing else matters, you know? It went from like, it's so cold to, I must protect my son. So I got him situated, and then I was like, man, what time is it? It's like 5.15. I'm like, huh, I'll just get my That's day going. <laughs> and it was a good day, so I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll try 5 a.m. But it's um, something, that- it was either that or like that weird, like literally doesn't matter what's going on but like if suddenly i think something's wrong with my dog like i get that like mom superpower thing they talk about strength except for me i'm like nothing else matters suddenly i will do whatever i need to do to keep my pooper safe that um that happened a lot with max like we'd be sleeping because he was older he'd kind of throw up a lot um and i'd be sleeping and all of a sudden like we'd be both be asleep and then i'd hear like him gagging i would literally be like like yeah, like, like I, I'm already it, out of the bed. Like it's, it, it's like you're you right need? though. Like, like I'm nothing could wake me in that moment. Like the TV gun sounds or anything. Claire could like, be like literally hitting me. Yeah, and then I hear just like, and I'm like, like, game time. I'm there. Um. But yeah, excited. Uh, well, good luck with your 5 a.m. I'm gonna stick to my 7 a.m. and Blue's gonna stick to his 7 p.m. <laughs> We'll see. What uh, is your wake up call, Blue? Normally, I have a pretty like hardcore rotating schedule. See, so like, what's in the rotation I'm, right now? I'm free as hell right now, baby. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm rotating hard. I could, I could wake up at 5 a.m. and start my day. I could wake up at 7 p.m. and start my day. I'm in That's the crazy. current state because. So a couple of years ago, I went through this big like, I had like a massive panic attack in my sleep. So then it made it harder for me to sleep. And so for like a couple months, I was at my doctor and I was like trying out like different solutions and I ended up getting put on new antidepressants because my anxiety was so bad. And so from there, right, I my relationship with sleep has been if I'm tired, I'm going to sleep and I'll wake up when I wake up. So healthy. But the downside is definitely when I'm on my night hours, I want to get IRL things done, but I can't because my hours are like, I'm going to sleep when other people are doing their thing. So the the worst part about being a night owl is when you get hungry, you can't door dash because it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> or like you can't like go and drive anywhere because it's super late. Oh, Whataburger, baby. Uh, oh, really? 24 door dash? 24 hours, baby. Gee. Well, I used to go door dash late. I don't door dash late night anyway because I feel bad. I don't want to make the door like, although like to be fair, right? Like that's probably like some door dash yeah, are late like, night. So they get that door dash money. But for me, I'm just like, if it's that late, I'll usually just drive to Whataburger. If I'm feeling like I want, I just want like a fucking nasty, just, a, just want something a to mess meat. me up right now. I want something to mess my oh. intestines up. 
and I'll just drive to Waterburger because we have like a million of them here down in Texas, and there's 24, baby, 24 hours. So. This uh, the, this food story reminds me. Um, this week I tried to cook dinner. Um, uh, we had oh. meatloafs on the uh, schedule. Um, okay, I have a question for you guys. Okay, I have an answer. What type of setting do you guys use on the oven? What do you mean? What type of setting do you use on the oven? See now, see this is the see. I said the same thing. Are you saying like preheat? Do you guys use bake or conventional bake? Just bake. I don't have an option. I just have bake. Okay. Apparently, conventional bake is what you're supposed to use. This is what I heard through Sydney, and then she heard it through TikTok. So, pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's funny, but literally Claire will say something or come in and tell me something. I'm like, it was a TikTok, wasn't it? She goes, yeah. <laughs> like everything she learns now, everything, it's like, that was a TikTok, wasn't it? Yeah. Or she gets something new. Where'd you get that? It was a TikTok. <laughs> taking over, man. Uh, so um, I was cooking a meatloaf. Uh, we all like meatloaf here. No. And I heard this. You don't like meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. Why? I don't care for meatloaf. Oh, I love a good meatloaf. You're not among peers, but good for you. Nice ketchup. It'll put a little cayenne pepper in there. It'll spin it up. And then, That's like, the worst smile. part, the ketchup. Oh, it's like, so what good. What are we going over I here? Think, I've definitely had, like, goaded meatloaf, and I was like, this slaps. But, like, normal person meatloaf or, like, normal conventional, mm-hmm. like, you pick it up from the grocery store and throw it in the oven meatloaf. Just never hit with well, no, the front this was made of from a HelloFresh like scratch meal. So like I made it well, from like scratch. HelloFresh is not exactly the highest of dining. And you know, HelloFresh is home cooking, which is great. But I feel like meatloaf for me, for it to be edible, it has to be like at like some yeah, I'd... bougie restaurant that just like fuck hand simmered that meatloaf for I'd for agree. years. Well if, the problem was, was Sydney had been working on Sydney had been working and I had been working too, but my work is 
you know, a little different, like, you know, so I was playing league all day, so I was like, I'll cook dinner. Uh, so I go to cook it. So it's like green beans and meatloaf. And I'm, I'm not, you know, me, I'm a green bean. So I just put enough on the plate for Sydney to heat up. Uh, so I put those in conventional bake. Okay. Of course. I still don't know if there's a difference between bake and conventional bake. I've also never seen one. Yeah. That has the two options. You don't have conventional bake on your oven. Just bake. I've just, I've only ever had just bake. So I did conventional bake and I don't know. And I like, I put it in there for 60 minutes and I don't know if I screwed it up. But I made hockey pucks. Uh, I made hockey puck meatloaf. Jesus Christ! And it was like the in like we're like about to eat and like I take a bite. Yeah, hey, you want to like go? You want to go play some hockey, me? Eh? And uh, and Remember I take a bite pucks? and I'm like, and it's like one of those kind of dinners where it's like, okay, like this is edible. And if I was a kid and my parents made this, I'm I, I probably had to eat this, you know, because like if I don't eat this, I'm not eating dinner. Um, but you know, now that I'm a doll, if it sucks ass, I'm be like. Let's just go get the two dollar menu over at McDonald's or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Let's just. This is awful, and it was literally like, I don't. I okay. When you guys cook, do you guys normally overcook your meat or like try and actually get it to the point where it's like perfect? And you know, but like you run the risk of it being a little raw. And I shoot for perfect, but if I'm ever unsure, I ear on the caution yeah. of, well done. Same. Same. I, I actually usually prefer leaning more well done anyways because there is a fine art to doing like rare and medium. And I don't trust myself. And I, Yeah, exactly. I don't trust myself with that. Yeah, so these hockey pucks are absolutely like, and what's crazy is they came out like, and they, like, it wasn't like a nice like like brownish kind of, you know, tint to Just a charred black. It was like, yeah, it was like please don't take a bite of that and then she like tried the green beans and the green beans were all burnt too so like it was just a, a mess green beans bro oh come on tiktok was strong it means conventionally bad bake that's what get it their asses okay so i'm gonna yeah. look it up conventional bake versus bake okay are you sure there's you have a pretty modern stove i would assume that it has no, i'll go look oh. okay i mean maybe uh, that's just it. it's like i haven't even bothered to so the main difference between bake and convention bake is how heat is distributed. With convention bake, an air circulation system distributes air inside the oven cavity. With conventional oven, two heating elements heat air inside the cavity without using a fan to circulate the hot air. So that is the the difference. Is there, so like there genuinely is like a difference. That's crazy. I don't necessarily know like what the difference is like. I don't understand how. What's the difference uh, in food? Yeah, like what? How like how does it like affect like my food? Like, does it cook it faster or like? I don't know. Does anybody in the the stand chat have any like? Like, is there actual like cooks in the thing that could tell me like what the difference is? Oh, please have it. Uh, two two settings. Bake and broil. That's it. No conventional. Oh, bake. no conventional bake or okay. convention bake. Okay. So apparently, Christian, I, re- I just read it. The main difference between bake and convention bake is how heat is distributed. With convention bake, uh, an air circulation system distributes air inside the oven cavity. 
Um, while with like a conventional oven, uh, two heating elements heat air inside the cavity without the use of a fan to circulate the hot air. So it looks like one, like the air is flowing, and then the other is just like the other just keeps the hot air just sitting there. Don't know how it affects my food though. <laughs> Apparently, it makes it a yeah, hot. So, so someone says like, which is better? It says overall, the convention oven is a great choice if you want a crisp, quick product. But if you want a dish to maintain moisture, uh, then stick with the uh, normal kind. Sounds of like meatloaf should have been on normal. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we wanted to keep that moisture. Well, like Sydney and the TikTok said that, like conventional. Yeah, it's yeah, not your fault. You told TikTok, me, babe. The thing about TikTok science is it's usually like almost there, but is missing key details. And this key detail seems like, depending on what you make, you should use different bakes. But they don't account for that. Yeah. TikTok just wants the, they want the ad rev. They want the clicks. They want that. E-fame, there's like, did you know that you need to use a conventional bake? Well, speaking of TikTok, did you hear about this crazy uh, self-proclaimed oracle, whatever, um, spiritual sign reader, you know, clairvoyant oh, person? Are you saying like Capricorn people that are like, no, oh, no, she's straight up careful, like, careful Taurus. No, she day. uses her tarot cards and things, and like the universe speaks to her through dreams and stuff. And tarot card, like the Valorant guy. <laughs> I mean, he's a CS pro. I should like I should have said CS pro. Anyway, um, she's been going around accusing this woman of the murders of those four students in Idaho. Um, oh, because like the-, the universe and like her tarot cards have told her this woman is the one. To have and not the guy students. that they caught with evidence? Yeah, and <laughs> since all of that, she's still saying they have the wrong person. She's stuck firm to it. She's like, because I watched a video on it, um, and she's straight up, it's like writing like bad fan fiction with like some weird smut things. And it's like a teacher who knew the students or something. And long story short, the police even come out, the, the university even said a statement like this. This woman is crazy. It's not true, all this stuff. And now I, she's being sued for defamation. Good, she should be. And Absolutely. she's double downed. She's continuing to just... It's so, like, like a, that's when... when fuck like around and find out chart, you know? like. So that's when it's like... That's TikTok for you. You, you got to take everything with a big old grain of salt. Because one, one time you could be like, hey, use conventional bake. This is the real person that murdered this student. Here's yeah, a life hack on. <laughs> <laughs> this okay, is why you. Okay, maybe I'm just going back to the. But um, um it's funny you say that because um, Sydney and I watched a documentary last night on Netflix on somebody who went viral back in the day. Um, let's see if you guys can call who I am. Okay. okay. Smash! 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 Oh my god. Do you remember that, Mr. Fruit? The, I do. Uh, I don't know the name, though. But I remember what you're talking about. What, what, what am I talking about? It was, wasn't it, um, well, I don't know, maybe it's a Mandela effect. Um, he was beating meat, right? No, no. Uh, no smash, no. smash guy is the homeless hitchhiker guy who had a hatchet and saved a woman who was being attacked in 2013 and went like, Remember when, like, back in 2013, oh, when a viral video that. happened, like, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. 
like videos like that and they all got like uh remix like, memed and like saw yeah made remixes of so like run he was and tell the, that yeah he was the smash 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 guy so netflix came out with uh like a documentary because like apparently like four months later he ended up like actually killing a guy and it was so funny like smash 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 just like looking back at like what went viral in 2013 it's like we made a homeless hitchhiker who beat um like technically like saved quote-unquote somebody but like also had a hatchet and hit a guy over the head with the hatchet and then like we celebrated it like he was like some hero Mm. It, it and it like dives into like who he actually was and like apparently like the keeping up with the kardashian producers at the time like we're gonna give him his own show so like they had to go and like find him and all this stuff and like he signs a contract but it's a bunch of just hieroglyphics like it's not even a signature it's just a (laughs) bunch of like like drawings and stuff and the producers were like yeah like we got a signature like let's make him like a show and then come to find out there's probably a reason why he's homeless because he has a bunch of mental health issues. You know, maybe we shouldn't be giving this guy a television show and maybe we should be giving him, you know, resources uh, to, you know, maybe like better his health, like his mind space and then maybe try and make him famous and stuff. Uh, but it goes into like all the debt, like the depths of this guy. And apparently like four months later from being on the Jimmy Kimmel show, like for like his smash, 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 uh, he ended up like killing a guy in New Jersey. And uh, it, it's insane. Like I really recommend it on Netflix. Uh, super, and it's like really digestible. It's like maybe like an hour long, hour and a half. Um, so, I, and I really like those kind of documentaries because uh, it, it it was something that like took over the world. Like I remember that smash, 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 dude. Um, so you say and, uh, took you, over the world though, but I don't know what you're talking about. But like at the time you would have like like if I showed you a picture oh here let me let me show you like I can a remember picture. other memes from that time I don't remember like smash, okay smash 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 but like if I show you a picture you go oh this this guy um maybe if I maybe if I see the video it'll jog my memory um. Because all I can think of from that time was uh, run and tell that. Because that what was, was in, that one. Well, that wasn't that like the we gonna find you. Because now I'm just thinking of the song oh, they made. Oh, that's like, the you run and tell. That. Yeah. Uh, See, that's really the only reason dumb, I remember that is because the song. Yeah. Cause... They coming up, they snatching your people up. Like yeah. uh, there is a R word in uh, Queens Park. He's climbing through your windows. He's snatching your people Hide your up. kids. Hide your wife. Because they, everybody out here. <laughs> See, that's, maybe, maybe if I, maybe I saw it, but I didn't hear a song about it, so I don't remember. That's the only reason I remember that run and tell that thing. So, uh, Should have songified it. But, um, on the topic of Netflix, there's also... A show that I think is better than Squid Games that I think everybody should watch. And I compare it to Squid Games because it's like uh, another kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's We're the West, they're East, like considered like Japan, Eastern. Korea. Yeah, it's like an Eastern television show where you have to like watch uh, with like subtitles and stuff. Or you can watch the dub, but like, come on, man. Yeah, dub, Rob, we know. Yeah, dub we know. IRL. No, but like IRL dub, like 
Just like talking. it's different for anime, but like when it's an IRL dub and it's like, and it's like, yeah, hey, how are you doing? I'm, yeah, see, like that is like I, I I can understand anime dub. Like thirty percent of me is like, all right, I sympathize with you. You want to be on your phone? I get it. And you don't thirty percent. Thirty percent of you. Can we can we break that down? Yeah. Where where were you sitting there? And your brain was like, all right, well, if I had to imagine how much of myself would understand somebody that would want to watch dub, it's thirty percent. Yeah, about thirty percent. And the other seventy percent is because like thirty percent, like you do make some good points, like. Uh, sometimes I just want to watch like uh, the show like and be on my phone at the same time because like I can't do that with anime. Like, Here, sub. let me like, oh, let me very let fair. me translate for you, Mister Fruit. Was the, is he didn't just say a part of me? Weeb, thirty percent. It's just you're going for the sub. If you're a normal human being who is not a weeb, you're going for the dub. There you go. I translated. I translated his otaku. I'm not like you. Sammy. I'm not a weeb. Like yes, you, know? you are. No, I prefer. You're so. absolutely a weeb. Maybe I should be a VTuber. Anyways, <laughs> um, I Alice in Borderland is like one, and it's like not even just like a, a visual. Like oh wow, this is like visually pleasing to watch, but like the depth of it is awesome. Um, now you got to watch it, not dub. Cause like the first episode I had on, like I heard, Hey brother, what are you doing? And I was like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's, I don't, I, I'm trying to explain the premise of the show without being too spoilery, you know? Cause like, I feel like you can't explain the show without being spoilery. Like, I feel like you should just go into it, not knowing like anything about the show. Yeah, all you need to know is it's a play on the whole Alice in Wonderland, obviously Alice in Borderland, except these couple guys, and I believe they're in Japan. No, they're in uh, they're in Tokyo. Yeah, I thought it was Tokyo. Anyway, but yeah, they're yeah. in Tokyo, um, living their lives. Something happens. Suddenly, they can't find anybody. They're still in Tokyo, but everybody's gone. Trying to figure out what happened. Where are they? Um. After a certain amount of time, still not finding anybody, um, some lights start to show up in the city, point them to something. So they're like, oh, what is this? And they go and follow the lights, and that's the premise. Kind of then we'll, we'll stop then they try and kind of. yeah, unravel what's going on. Uh, but some of the best television I've watched in a while. Like It was one of those things where it was like, I'm going to watch this before bed and it's like an hour long episode and it's like maybe like 9:30 just one more and it yeah it's like 10:30 it's like well like I can't like stop there and then it's like the next episode's like hour 10 it's like oh like <sighs> if I have to and then it's like all right well if I start now I'll finish it around like 11:40 and then like that's all right like I'll go to bed then and then it's like the next episode ends and it's like all right, what's well, the last episode of season 1 like I can't like not just finish it and then I click on it. it's like hour 30 long I'm like well, all right, well, like, this looks like I'm going to bed at 2 a.m. tonight. And then it's like, and then also when I'm like reading subtitles, I don't know about you guys. Sometimes it takes a lot out of me, you know? Uh, so that's how much I liked it. I felt like I was reading a novel and it's like, <laughs> I can't put this book down. So, it's just a visual novel. Uh, my book of the month um, for the 2023 <laughs> 
for this book club is uh alice in borderland um if you did you finish season one and season two or just i yeah i finished these i once i finished like season one i took like periodic i did like two episodes maybe a day and then it was like the last like three episodes five five six seven and eight or like the last four i guess is where i was like all right let's just like pound this out and then um for season two i was like i'm gonna finish this in a day (laughs) yeah i've only i'm still only like halfway through episode five of season one or something i've been having trouble even last night i tried to sit down and watch something and i i feel like 20 minutes i just couldn't pay attention and I've been struggling. Well, that's what you get for when you watch things like Will Ferrell, when you pay attention to Will Ferrell and Ryan Gosling's movie. Because now the next time you watch a movie, it's like, oh, yeah, I, but I'm telling you, even Alice in Borderland, movies. even the good stuff, it's just like right now, just, my brain's fried. Um, but yeah, it is good from from what I've seen, and I do want to finish it. Um, so I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it so. Yeah, and hopefully it's not doesn't have the Mr. Fruit effect where it gets canceled. But I don't think it will be. <laughs> well, it just got season two, and I think it's only picking up in popularity. So but that's the weird thing too is eighteen ninety nine could have had better numbers too, and but they're still like, eh, screw it, get it out of here. Although, oh, let's actually mention that really quick. It's not out yet, but genuinely surprised. Uh, great reception to The Last of Us. Like really, really good reception. Like I'm talking, like, everybody's was, liking it. There was 30 critic reviews at one point, and it was 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's somewhere like high 90s right now. Wow. Um, but like, not like, oh, this is okay, but like, this is really good. So heck yeah, dude. Um, that's what they're that's what they're saying about the movie Megan. The apparently, I think we talked about it yeah, briefly last week. So but they so they're saying that's really good. And it's like, how good could that movie be? <laughs> now I have to go see it just to. I, I don't know if I'm gonna go to see it in theaters, but see it just to see like all right, what, what's I going do want to watch the the Voldemort movie, The Menu. I know that's on like um, HBO oh, Max right now. I like that. I saw that in theaters. Oh, you watched it? Mm-hmm. Um. Whenever that was, like two months ago, whatever. It was good. Claire didn't like it so much, but she doesn't really like the more obscure, semi artsy. Like it's not like super artsy. It's it's not like Green Knight levels of like we're getting really not. yeah we're getting really just like strapped out there with it. Like... Um, d- but definitely not quite your typical. Uh, thriller horror genre i don't know what you would con- consider that movie yeah i don't know either because it's well i don't want to spoil anything but yeah i i, I liked it though um, yeah i'm looking at season one last of us 97 percent rotten tomato that one guy's like i didn't like the cgi <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the clickers <laughs> yeah my remote didn't work like hard to work the hbo uh <laughs> So I went back to my VHS. We couldn't figure out the remote. Um, and unfortunately, Sounds like my dad. doesn't stream on VHS. <laughs> that was just you. Is this, so is this going to be my new Sunday show, apparently? I mean, I, I'd i love for it to not suck. I'm I still mean, I'm ah. still jaded. Because then Claire's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, just wait until they mess season two up. <laughs> I just can't. I can't <laughs> trust. I can't. Even now, you know. Yeah, well, season yeah, one might be I good, think... but what about season two? Well, okay, let, let's think about this. Season one isn't going to be the first game, right? Oh. No, I can't imagine. Bless your soul. 
That also sounded like a sodi burp, Blue. Was that a sodi burp? Or a water burp? That was a water burp. Um, Actually, it, I guess it was technically a sodi burp because it, it was a sparkling water burp. Uh, carbonated I was going to say, I heard a lot of carbonation in that. Um, so that's what my carbonation one sounded like. Come, come from right there. It reminds me of a, a fun fact I learned yesterday. Um, facts? Your intestines, your gut, um, doesn't need to be told or positioned. It just knows where to go. So let's say you're doing surgery on somebody and they're going to close you up. They will. They can literally just shove your intestines back in, seal you up, and your gut slash intestines just know where to go and they'll just find themselves back. Well, just, I, um... It's like... Muscle memory. I saw. I, I kind of saw that on uh, a thing, and it was like a. It was a picture of like the woman with the smallest waist size, and like, how is this woman alive? First of all, but like her waist is like eighteen inches around or something like that. Like it is like tiny, and apparently, like people are like, "What? What about her intestines?" And somebody in the comment section, whatever, it's like your intestines just like, like just know like where to go. Essentially, like they don't need an exact place to be. They'll kind of just move there on their own and kind of adjust to what your body has. I was like, that's really weird. The human body is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Last of Us? Or you're, something? Yeah, you're talking about The Last of Us and that they're going to ruin season two. And I and then uh, I was about to say, there's no way that the first season of Last of Us is the first game. Oh. Like, I would no, assume... I don't think so. I would no, assume... They're going to milk Spoilers it. for the game. I mean, the game's been out for years. Well, no, I, don't, I, I don't know. Don't oh. Know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've you actually played been, the game. I have only gotten about the same I'm going way. To kick you like three times. I'm going to kick you in the and face. And what would that be? Just to kind of know, like, what part you were. When uh, they show up, find a dude in the garage in that first city. You like, you're trying to save. He gets you like a gun. You can finally work with or whatever. And that's pretty much it. And I've I've gotten that far like three different times. Because the first time when it, the game first came out, I didn't have a PlayStation. Um, and then it came out. It was out, my first PlayStation game. It came out, or I think the, no, I think Claire and I, we were going to do, like, I was going to play it and she was going to watch. And we started it, but then they announced it the remastered. So we're like, okay, well, we might as well wait for the remastered. Then the remastered came out. Um, and then the we PS4. did this. Uh, well, PS5. Too. I think it was playing on PS4. Oh, because it came it out originally PS3, right? Yeah, the first one. And I never had a PS3. Um, so then we set it up. <laughs> when the funny thing too is we set it up on the TV so like she can watch in here, but it makes me nauseous. Um, to like play on a TV. So then we also stopped again. Yeah, it's uh, 60 frames, dude. Makes me sick too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So now I want to, but now then I heard the show and then I was like, well, I guess I'll wait to watch the show and then it'll be fine because I don't know what's going to happen and then I'll play the game. I feel game. like you would probably, for the way you consume media, right? Because you're very, you're not really a cinematic enjoyer. You're the type of person who, if it's going to be cinematic, you got to be playing it too. And so I feel like Last of Us in that medium will actually work really well for you. And I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the, the show, right? So... I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's what they're also banking on. People who haven't played it play it and go, oh, this is pretty cool. Let me go play it myself. And then they're actually just going to go, 
Um, because for me, like that was God of War, like the first one. Like single player games sometimes struggle to pull me in, but when it's like a cinematic story with gameplay, like yeah. God of War, it pulls me in. The problem is, I think that's also just the other problem too is. Uh, I have a hard time starting things because I've talked about this when I don't know on the podcast but like my mind if I start something I have to finish it like my brain can't just be like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do a little just bit and then we're gonna the come back <laughs> um, so like that's why for me also picking up like single player games is tough because it's not a matter of like like when I think of it I'm like okay all I'm going to do from now until playing that aside from things I have to do is play that and that's a big commitment and I can't commit I have a problem just starting things like that but I know yeah if I play it and when I was playing it I was like this is fine so it's just a matter of when I actually finally sit down and commit to it maybe maybe later down the line do it as like a stream let's play thing maybe they'll make it easier for me to commit uh, but, but I'm it, like blue I it's one of my favorite gaming experiences that I had. Yeah. Um, I really loved Top that game. three games all time. Um, and it was like one of those games where like uh, I picked one of the hardest difficulties. I didn't pick the hardest, but I picked like the second one. Um, and it was really hard, but it was like one of like where it was like, all right, I have to play this kind of perfectly. And it was just so much fun. I, I love that game. Um I never played the second one because I read the leaks and all that stuff, so I was super jaded. I hope the show goes in a different direction than that, but I doubt it. Um, I I feel like I need to play it and go through the second one too, especially not knowing it, just to see what all the, the... the For me, I feel like this is me, but Joey in Game of Thrones where he's just heard people complain about it. He never watched it during the time. And in this case, yeah. I never played it. And I just know people hate it. So what would it be like if I come back around years later without knowing anything and then going, oh, I wonder if well, I'll be like, people- yeah, that was garbage. Or like, nah, no, it was all right. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. A lot of people actually like The Last of Us 2, though, which is like me. Mm. I, I think Blue and I are like in the minority, actually, believe it or not. No, like, we're definitely not. I mean, for like Metacritic giving it like a 93%, that's like all the reviews kind of... Yeah, that's a bunch of Silicon Valley bros patting themselves <laughs> on the back. Nobody actually... It's all about review scores, baby. It's all about user reviews. And most hey. user reviews are normal. Like, they pretty much agree with the critics. Last was part two. What the is worst sequel score? of all time. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it. I- I have uh, user reviews here. Positive, uh, 38,000. Mixed, 4,500. Negative, 36,000. Yeah. So, uh, and then... It's very divisive. Uh, here's, a, here's a score from BMW underscore M5. Uh, zero. Uh, this game was a big turd. They fucked us <laughs> with this pathetic story. Goodbye, yep. Naughty Dog forever. Get their asses, bro. Dude, it's like... I don't know. Every, so, just every single to the man, bro. Every Got single him. part of that game is weird Silicon Valley bro interpretation of a deep story. And the first one was like so personal and human. And the second one just feels so synthetic and it's just trashed here. I yeah, just, and then you have like a a, a a Silicon Valley review that 
through its destined to please those who build Ellie and Joel up in a fallible as an obsession in permanence. I don't know what that word is. Uh, trivialism and the tri- uh, terrible cycle of violence that exists at the center of what's left of the human existence in the world. It's like, Jesus, dude, can you just like say if the game is good or not? Like, relax. No, I'd I like know. to think like, they're this, in a board meeting and they've got BMW M50's review up. Like, we lost them, guys. We got to turn this around. We need to get them back. Specifically, dude. BMW <sighs> M50. <laughs> it's a turd. He said it's a turd. Yeah, it's so funny. I I don't know. I, I feel like the the game that... I feel like God of War Ragnarok and to an extent, the original God of War were like... It was like, babe, uh, babe, I want McDonald's. We have McDonald's at home. God of War, McDonald's, The Last of Us 2 at home. That's what... <laughs> dude, I will say, was, I am... I am thankful. Like, part of me was like, man, I wish they made a third or, or something just because the game's so good. But I'm happy that it's done, the story's done, and it's good. And I don't have to worry. I don't have, like, last of us, I don't have to be like, man, they screwed the pooch with Ragnarok or like, oh, it was so good. And then the third came out and it all went downhill. I can just be like, hey, they stopped. They knew when to call it. It was good. I'm glad I don't have to be here and be like this freaking the sequel. That's ex- play God of War. Ragnarok doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. Just don't. Just don't look at it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The first yeah, exactly. one, but like nobody asked for part two. Like the first I Last of Us, it, the first Last of Us, it was like done. I was yeah. like, that's it, that's and a it's a perfect point. ending for me. Like perfect ending, we're done. So when they announced part two, I was like, why? <laughs> why? Like I wasn't like. With Ragnarok, I wasn't like, "Why are we getting another Ragnarok?" I was like, clearly, like, that's exactly like I'm waiting for another Ragnarok. They they lead me on. I want more. But like, last was part. It was just such a stream. It was just like a singular story that got done. It was over. And then they were like, "You know what would be crazy is if we made another last one." It's like, bro, no one wanted that. Leave leave me alone, (laughs) please. And we never got a Last of Us Part Two, so you know we'll never <laughs> so know. So we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, I didn't think about it. that's a good point of like the difference between also God of War was God of War One was made with the entire story in mind, and they're like yeah. this is half the story. We'll tell the other half another. Whereas yeah, Last of Us is hey, it'd be different if Last of Us was always planned to have Last of Us Two, and half yeah. the story was the first one, and half the second one. Um. Part of it is just they're like, wow, that did better than we thought, and also money. Um, and so, who knows? At the end of the day, uh, I'm I'm hopeful for this TV show um, because it, I guess it doesn't suck. So that's a good start. Um, oh, and then that reminds me, the God of War show. Apparently, there's rumors or something. They're looking at Dave Bautista to be Kratos. I'm just. Look, this feels like the Ghost of Tsushima movie they're going to make. Me, Dwayne. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they're like, like Please The Rock's going to play, I'd be like. Hey, I love The Rock, but I don't want him to rockify Kratos. Yeah, I'd just be so sad. Um, uh, it's like I, feel like. I feel like Batista could do it. I'm going to be honest. He's no, a- but here's the thing. Just like, like with Ghosts coming out, you have the actor we have kratos it's oh, literally christopher judge yeah like 
this way makes way more sense than like a voice act. Like he's then like mostly Mario. modeled off of him. It's his voice. He is Kratos right now. And like same with like Jin Sakai in, in Ghost of Tsushima, modeled directly after his actor. It's not like, hey, well we get the voice. No, no like that is Jin Sakai. That's the guy. Like, yeah, so it would make way more sense. Like, I doubt they'll do it because just like that. And, and Mario, it's more about like a normie name appeal to draw people in. Be like, hey, God of War, you maybe heard of it. We got Dave Bautista and people are like, oh, I know that dude. Whereas if you're like, we have Christopher Judge, I'd be popping off. But then normies are like, who? Who's yeah, that? that's the that's the trade-off. Yeah, so, so like Kratos, sorry. Chris Judge, or Tom Cruise, Kratos? <laughs> I mean, I'm he I'm hoping they got the budget for Tom. He'd Let's pretty, go. He'd, hey, he'd be doing all his own shit too. God, he would. That's true. He would be. <laughs> that reminds me of when they cast him as what Jack Reacher or whatever. Um, or no, no, I think even the guy in The Last Samurai. No, no, in in Mission Impossible, his character. No, no, not Ethan. Yeah, I think it's Jack Reacher. Ethan Hawke. No, he did some Tom no. Clancy movies. Um. But the problem was Jack Reacher as a character is like ex Navy SEAL, like six five, huge, foreboding. He was very and there's Tom Cruise. Weird <laughs> casting. And don't get he me wrong, fine, Tom but... Cruise did a good job, but it was very like versus like you watch Jack Reacher now and it's like the... from the source material, that's Jack Reacher. Like the point of the character was like he walks in a room and he's so physically big and scary like he commands a presence then you have tom cruise who walks in and has more of like that secret agent feel not like hey yeah. guys i'm tom cruise yeah so not, five foot yeah. six you, you were watching john krasinski's like action show right yeah uh did you finish it jack ryan yeah we did do you like it enough to recommend it or is it kind of just if you've ever seen a spy action kind of show, you've seen them all? It was I I like it. Like I'll keep watching it. I don't know. Like I'm not crazy about it, but I like definitely not my favorite action spy show thriller. Yeah. You know, I like it's the good. actor. The story's all right, and so for me, it just serves that purpose of like watching them. I would um, definitely say it's one of those shows. The character. And the actor carry it a little more than the actual content of the show. This, I will say, this season story was a little more interesting to me than I think. What was it like? Maybe season two. Season one was all right. That's what hooked me. Season two was okay. I think I enjoyed the overall arc of this one a little more. Um, but like that was the thing too. Like once I started Jack Ryan, you're like you got to watch this. You got to watch this. I can't. I have to finish Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I like, gotta finish. Like what I'm my on mind right now. is just like it. I don't have a choice. I've started it. It needs to be finished, which is why, like, I try and start some other things. And it's so hard because I have to just commit. Also, today's Friday the thirteenth, Monka. Well, Let's I mean, go. I, I mean, I'm not super I've never seen a one thirteen. True that. Yesterday was one twelve, punk. It was one twelve yesterday. But now this is probably the most unlucky day of the year, one thirteen, and it's a Friday thirteenth sketch. Don't stay don't. inside. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Um, speaking of spooky, uh, how's the ranked experience going for you in League of Legends, Rob? 
Rob's um, taking his foray. So despite, I play, despite, I should say, despite my recommendation. Yeah, despite you saying don't do it, it I did. I respect um, it though. Well, what's weird is like the first games of ranked I did. I don't think it like it needs to figure out what my MMR is, so it just throws me the game for Gold Fours, and got absolutely Flame Horizon rolled. Um, which basically Flame Horizon, for those that don't know, is basically you lose your lane by at least a hundred creep score. Um, which which is a lot. <laughs> which is a lot. What? How many kills is that? If you break it down, like six or something like that. Yeah, six or seven, something like that. Yeah, so first game, I'm playing like a Fiora and just get absolutely demolished. Um, I made the mistake, and of course, the game that you join in, dude, <laughs> I let Alawi through my ban. And I'm not kidding you, dude. That was, I, I put it on my Fia who passed away last year. In my time of playing League, you will never see Alawi in my games. I will ban that character every time, and that's on I Fia. I will say I watched a lot of most of that landing phase, and you said you like Corey's approach because he's brutally honest, right? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen someone play landing phase worse. You did absolutely everything possibly wrong, <laughs> and you were so tilted. You made it so much worse. Oh, you like literally so started mad. by like you walk up the river, she hits you once while you're going to lane. You're like, here we go. And it's like a minute into the game and you're already, you're already tilted. And so, yeah, like that's the thing is you like, you would get hit by a skill shot from allowing you're like, stupid. That what is, is not this a character? skill shot. That is so long. Like it reaches to the ends of the Rob, world. I don't know how to tell you this, but if any champion hits every single thing, they're pretty good. Because when you don't dodge, you didn't dodge a single tentacle. It's so telegraphed when you like run out of your little thing and you're like, oh, this is so dumb. And then you have to kill the tentacles. Yes. The tentacles spawn. Then it shows yes. you where it's going to go. And then it hits. You didn't dodge a single one of those. That's like the you, you hit him with the Prometheus. Like all you have to do is go left <laughs> or right. And you just you walk like. You, and so you're just getting poked. You're 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 in tilt city. The other thing, too, is that skill shot that you the hate so much. World can get body blocked by a minion. You never even sat behind minions. You just like, I was sitting here like, this is painful. I can't tell him anything because he's like, he's so tilted. He's not going to hear anything. But it was painful. So is Alawi frustrating? She can be. But what was frustrating was like, you God just is, like I'm ignored not, and forgot God everything. Gotta be the worst character ever. And I was Gotta be like, the most infuriating. Like everyone say, "Oh man, Yumi, no skill, no like absolutely anything." But she Alawi's just up there. Alawi is a top lane Yumi. <laughs> That's the slippery slope, though. Is instead of going, "Hey, what could I have gone different?" Because then I kept watching, and everything that was happening, you're like this is such a dumb champion. What is this? What is that? Instead of going, "What could I do different?" What am I doing wrong? And instead of objectively looking at Frankly, the long laundry list of things you could have changed. You go, it's a lie, we did so dumb. Just go next game. That's yeah, when you I gotta go. What can I do? See, but now I don't know. Need I don't need to know what to do because I'm just gonna banner everything. <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't. Do I need to learn what I to do better? Because I'm literally just gonna ban her every time. I don't care if more gets through now because I'd rather play against a stacked Mord or a stacked set or a stacked Teemo. 
I'd rather go against a Teemo with two million legacy mastery points or whatever than an Alawi who's just trying Alawi for the first time. I mean that. Well, speaking of Teemo, I've played two ranked games this season. It's all the only yeah, game. Yeah, I saw you were queuing and I was trying to give you my suggestions. Did you take them? Um, no, but I, I took them into consideration. Thank you. Um, first game I'm playing with Corey. We have a support who's like, I'm going to go Lux. Like calls out Lux. Then the enemy bans Lux. I don't know whoever bans Lux. But so then he hovers Teemo. The support. Teemo support. Um, which, I, it's, whatever. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Could be something. I don't know. Like clearly he wanted positive to play thoughts, Lux. Positive thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, clearly they took Lux, but whatever. We're fine. Load into the game. And that's when I realized his name is Trust My Pick. So now I'm like, this is a little sus. Looked at his like summoner profile, whatever. I'm like, this isn't audit, looking you good. You audit him? Uh, yeah, I'm like, this isn't looking good. And Corey's like, dude, it's fine. Don't do research, man. Like, Steve we're going to be fine. baby. Looking forward. Timo ended the game 0 and 19. Yeah. And you want to be be you wanna know the best part? You got to be inting at that point. I report him. I block him. We queue. Oh, no. Guess who our support is game to? So you do okay. This the is same I bitched about this yesterday. How is there no avoid system in league? That is unbelievable. Well, that's why I like blocked and reported. Unreal. I'm like maybe that'll help. Yeah, right. That is unreal. That league doesn't have an avoid system. That is crazy to me. I don't know. There must be some reasoning behind that. That which is like like we just don't want people They're to like pick. Me. I don't know, dude. That is unreal. Okay, but does he get lux this time? No, he goes Timo. This time, Lux is open, and he still just goes Timo. Um, and he notices Corey. He's like, hey, Shamira, let's let's do this again. And Corey's like, oh, God. Oh, so Corey's the ADC. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to Timo's credit, uh, he actually got some kills this game. Um, and but the you thing don't is, want kills as a support, though, right? Don't you want your AD carry to get the kills? Well, let's not In early also... Game. Let's also not talk about the fact that this Teemo support was going into my jungle taking my blue buff. Oh. Um, even when I'm pinging it off, he goes, "It's I'm Teemo support, dude. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm jungler who's trying to carry. Let me, that was the Teemo. He, um, like game one, or the first time we got when he went 0-19, his Teemo, high elo, Teemo strat. High elo. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, walking in the middle of the lane of mid lane before anything happens and then he goes invisible as Timo does and he just sits there until laning phase starts the enemy mid laner shows up he waits like 20 seconds and then pops out and tries to help the other mid laner kill him game one we're up against a Lissandra with like 3 million mastery points which I've never seen like I can't even imagine how, how much well, that is I, I'll, t I, I'll kind of put it in comparison to people that don't know I played Mundo probably I probably played like 40 games of Mundo and that's probably an average of like 25 30 minutes a game okay I'm at 14,000 the 3 million mastery Lissandra <laughs> like we looked it up she was in the top 1% of like Lissandra's and playtime and all this kind of stuff um and stuff that's that's turning mid laner yeah that's turning mid laner so this Teemo goes mid lane to start with this high elo Teemo strat. Uh, about two minutes, 15 seconds in, I'm watching and lo and behold, Lissandra gets a first blood double kill on the Teemo and our mid laner. Oh. 
1v2. And at that point, it's like, that's when I'm like, Corey's strap in. And he's like, it's, it's, it was about 10 minutes in. Corey's like, you're right, dude. Like, we're so boned. Um, Timo was so a troll. And the, the worst part is, we won both games. Why is that what? the worst part? That's what I was about to ask. Like, dang, Do 0 you... 2, man. Woof. I've never been more exhausted. I thought you were recording. After, like, I thought you were, like, uh-huh. recording it for, like, um, what it's like for Mr. Fruit's ranked experience oh. or something like that. Or, like, the well, average I should have recorded that one. <laughs> like, I have never had, like, Corey and I had to backpack. Like, literally, it's not even we were down a person. It's like they had an extra person. Well, that, exactly. Like, you're, because that's the thing in league. Like, if somebody is like feeding and doing really bad, it's not even a 5v6. It's like a 7v4 almost. Like, or like 6v4, I guess. Um, so we won both games, but they went so long and they're so. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, in order to win an Owen nineteen game, you're stretching that out to where you're just level eighteens, and hopefully we it, can win the next team fight. Yeah, both games went way too long. We we did both. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like that was yeah. Too see, much. it sounds like like there was one game in Mundo. I'm carrying, bro. I'm like, I, I swear, I'm like, I think I was like nine one and like eight or something like that. I was going ham. Like there was one point where, um, well, this is a different game, but I'm Mundo top, right? I'm pushing my lane. What do I see going down bot? They try to take the turret. I got TP up. Let me go save okay. that turret. Let me go save that turret for my bot lane because I noticed my bot lane is back right now. So the jungler and the AD carry and the uh, support are trying to get the turret. Nah, boom, TP on there. They see it coming and they still try to bring it down. I'm like, all right. As soon as, and like, I was more so trying to go there to scare them off, you know, like, Hey, I'm a giant Mundo. I'm saving the tower. And they stay there. I'm like, I'm ulting right as I get there. So, ult, and I, I stun. And, but hey, I go for the support first. I go for the support first. Boom. I think it's a Seraphine or whatever. Stun her with my thing. And then I hit her with my E to kill her. And the E puts her in a car and it hits the other person, slows them, IQ them. I, oh, it was sick. Got a triple. My team is popping Jeez. off. I go down, push that wave. I get their turret instead. They FF right after that. <laughs> Everyone was like, good job, Mundo. And I was like, that's what I needed. That's and then the I next do. game, I think it was the Alawi game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was I literally like, I was like, that's the feeling I'm chasing for, baby. I was like, and then literally in the band phase, you can go back in the video. I go, um, I haven't let Mord through once, and I haven't regretted it yet. So I'm gonna ban Mord. And then she picked the Lowie, and I was like, "This is how the gods are punishing me." <laughs> and then like, the, then it's you go. I arrived just at the best time. People yeah, I literally got on it. It's like, like I see Lowie get picked. I'm like, oh boy. And it was literally like the play, the game before that. I had like the game of my life, and I was playing like actually decent. And I was like owning the Malphite. I had like over sixty CS on the dude. I was owning. And then the next game, just the probably the worst. It was like literally the polar opposites of each other of my feelings. I will the say, the thing most I was most impressed with, you actually placed iron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> I think you're already in bronze. You got placed like super you. high iron one. I told you. I was like, 
no 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 yeah no, it was no. like iron one i was like and then like my mods like put like an exclamation rank in the chat like as a thing and i was like don't do that i <laughs> was like delete that we don't i, I that. was like you got it. i was like that doesn't need to be on there <laughs> I was, like, but i think you're already bronze so yeah, you're I'm already bronze, out bronze four so, so catch me in the bronze four ranks if you you don't know something really weird though what a- i get recognized a lot Huh. Like in way more video games than like normal. Like, well, you want to know why? Let me hear. And everyone listening is going to hate it because they're getting called out. It's because most of our viewers are low EWO players who are always the guys <laughs> commenting, like, this is so cringe, dude. I would, 98% of you are wood. And then they queue into me. Yeah. And then they're like, whoa, crazy to see you. Yeah, you nerds. <laughs> So you'll notice once you start climbing, you'll be like, I'm not getting recognized anymore. Yeah, I wonder why. Because you don't get recognized. No, not really. No. Very good. I liked, uh, by the way, your leak video was really awesome. I learned a lot that I I didn't know. You know what's funny? Uh, One of the games, I bought a pink ward uh, because I know you get mad at me for not buying pink ward ever. Or um, using your wards. Ever. Twenty minutes after buying it, I realized I hadn't used it yet. <laughs> oh like, my I was, god! I was trying to man. buy an item. I was trying to buy an item. I was like, "Fuck! All my slots are taken up." And then I saw my ward, and I sold the pink ward. <laughs> all right, you're half the way there. You bought it. Now we just yeah, need to I just use didn't use it. it. Aye, aye, aye. And but, then I'm hey. not buying wards at the beginning of the game because they auto buy them for me. But you say to buy them before every. Well, game yeah, because. You know what I do when I watch you? You constantly have both wards stacked up. You never use them. You don't never. even remember you have them. If you never. at least buy it, maybe you're a little I more never. likely to be like, oh, right. I should use these. I never vision. Like, I'll finish a game with, like, tons of kills, and I'll get, like, a B. And I'll be like, how am I getting a B? Because it takes vision into account uh, as well into your score. Takes everything. But that's right. Um, There's many facets to the game. You'll get there. But I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Um, there was one game we were playing with Glitchy Bro where I felt so bad. He was playing against Articuno uh, mid. He was Rise, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. and he, and um, it's like it's like level one, right? So it's like kind of like everyone's kind of on the same playing field. First blood, <laughs> Glitchy's like, oh my god, and I'm like, what happened? He's like, I don't know, man. She like especially did against yeah, especially against a level one Nivia. That's impressive. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't know. I was like, all right, all right, dude. Like, come back to your lane. You'll be good. <laughs> uh, enemy double kill. <laughs> Got our jungler like, and, like. Sorry, I tried to gank guys. Like, it just didn't work out. Before we know it, it's like six minutes of the game. Anivia's like five and zero. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Sorry. Some people make is they get behind. Then they double down trying to like make a play to get back to even, which sets them further behind. Yep. And then they fail to realize how far behind they are. And then that's when I get in trouble as a jungler because as a jungler, I just say, I'm not ganking for you, dude. They're going to get a double kill. Like, I'm not that strong and you're super weak. Yeah. All we're going to do is make them even bigger. And so like that's when that jungler's like, okay, I'll try and help. Probably a yeah. good intention if you're able to do it that early. Yeah. But like if he's already given two, maybe three kills, there are a couple levels ahead. As a jungler, I just have to go, I'm going to the other lanes. I really can't. <laughs> like I can't You're do anything. I'm sorry. Like you you have you just have to accept and then, like, this. At we the gotta end of the game, get past lane goes, phase. Top diff. 
or uh, jungle oh, yeah, diff. jungle diff, and it's like. No, there was one game where I was like getting flamed horizon, getting owned, and I like, but but like I'm getting flamed horizon, but top laners zero and zero and zero, and I'm zero and zero and zero. So like I'm not feeding them. Uh, but that, like that's about as bad as. But game. like you know, but and their laners essentially like and, seven and zero, and, and like I know the game is my fault. Uh, so I'm just like just not looking at the chat, and the game ends. And our whole team goes jungle difference, jungle difference, jungle difference. And yeah, like, that's and then I literally went jungle difference. Yeah, you're like, oh uh, yeah, jungle. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like Homelander, like all right, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, so the, the league, the league experience is is something, but I'm having a decent time with it. But I will say, I I did duo with Pug yesterday, um, and we went two and up. So. Nice. Um, started climbing a little bit which was nice so you're on your way i only played mundo yesterday though so i want to maybe incorporate some jungle yeah, where's that husbando yeah maybe i want to include some shogoth and set in there maybe canon but i heard canon's really bad and i'm gonna just be honest mechanically let's <laughs> maybe yeah uh, maybe maybe stick to maybe some stick of the to others mundo. for now yeah oh i will uh, say you got to switch to quick cast you gotta do that. I thought like I thought I was on Quick Cast. All right, let's do that right now. What is Quick Cast? How do I put that on? Uh, I pulled up. Um, like, because like people were like, Rob, why aren't you on Quick Cast? I was like, I think I am on Quick Cast. And they're like, No, you're not. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it'll, it'll also make it easier to hit cleavers and stuff. Quick Cast just means like I just press Q once, and wherever my cursor is on the screen, yeah, like it it'll just, go to where my cursor is. Yeah, I don't have to like QQ. Like, no, you just okay. click Q. Now there is a setting I, I'd have to find it where if you hold it, it'll show you the trajectory. Like, trajectory, because like. I know, especially playing a new champ or while you're learning, you want to like really make sure you understand it. Um, but those are edge cases. I more so just use it for the range. Like I just want to know because like I know how far it goes, but like sometimes like. But yeah, once you. Just down or something. Yeah, I was going to say I can't again. Uh, we'll do yeah, it. Right. But yeah, that's a big one. All right, a quick cast. I'll, I'll do that. Because um, my chat was basically saying the same thing that it'll help me a lot. Speaking of MOBAs, blue. <gasps> the that that predecessor video I put up is is doing it popped well. off. I don't know why. Did it? Well, and the worst part too is that most of the new comments. It's hitting weird parts of YouTube. I guess bots. I'm just getting bots. trolled. Just, they're just bots. Don't just ignore them. It's either See, people are thing... like, like somebody was like, you need to, uh, might I recommend going to a speech therapist? It would make these videos better. Huh? What the? But those are the kind of comments I've been getting. I mean, like this dude's been doing this for years and you can't even make your wife come. All right. But wow, actually, did. you don't have a wife, by the way, you lonely ass commenter. Yeah. So shut your fucking mouth. Got him. Interesting. It did do really well. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, so I'll try and do another one. See if it doesn't does any well. I don't know. It's just like a one-off. Is this with was but, this with like blue or something or was this? No, just I, like I hadn't even gotten around to editing the stuff with blue yet. Um, so that's what like, I don't the next even remember our, our game with with me. Yo, Rev coming out soon. That's true. I will I'll say, say or something. Hey, I will say predecessor is ten times whatever that overprime. Oh, hundred percent. I don't know what you're game. talking about. I've got a sh stream of it on Saturday. I'm super excited. 
Wow. Okay. Never mind. I would love to play some Over Prime with you. Yeah, Mr. I'll play with you. I'll play Over Prime with you. That would yeah, be cool. It. But like, being honest, it is. It, it is. I, I just. I mean, I. I mean, it, it was, is. It's fun for what it is. It's like it's like that it's genre. Free, it's that genre of like. You know, are you not big into laning? Are you not big into the smaller <laughs> details of MOBAs? Do you just want to f- blow Fight. shit up? Yeah, do you just want to fight? And that's definitely Overprime is in that territory. And it has that, you know, there, there's definitely a crowd for that, but I, I, just, I just don't think it's a good game. Well, I think that the big difference right now, and that's some of the comments I was getting on this video is like, why do I have to pay for it? People don't realize right now, Predecessor in its early access is pay to play until it goes full release then it'll be yeah. free to play and then you get like stuff for buying it it's now very early act like they're not looking for new players they're looking for hey we need feedback so that when we market this it's a good game but so that's why right now oh paragon the Overprime's free oh i can play this oh this is better um there's just not a lot to do in pred which is which is where Overprime has that big gap in like content is because there's a lot to do there's a lot to progress Bigger roster so, right now. Different show. Yeah, very big roster. And so, I mean, playing it, I I like both. My, I prefer Predecessor because it's more mobile-like and the core gameplay loop is tighter. Even in its current state with balance and stuff, my problem with Paragon, and apparently the devs have talked about this too, is like just the entire balancing as a whole right now is way off because like snowballing is insane um it like once it devolves into team fights whoever's slightly ahead will win that fight and then from then on out like that's you're just gonna lose only team fights yeah um but i like it like that's the one thing is it's it's a good game but the fact that understandably they're getting compared so close to each other because they're both coming for parium they're definitely Um, very different games for sure but they're very different and I think it's what you're trying to get out of it. Like me, I I like the more MOBA aspect. I like that loop more. So I like Predecessor more. And that's why people have talked about like Paragon the Overprime is more of like a hero shooter kind of game with MOBA aspects. 100%. Which uh, the problem right now too is people just don't understand that nuance. And just like that, like just like Predecessor, like they're spending no money on marketing right now because again, it's super early access. They're like, hey, when we get closer to that, we'll do that. But so for right now, there's also nothing out there that's clearly like, hey, this is so. But um, at the very least, cool to see that one video do well. Um, I'd uploaded it because I was like, well, people like League. So I don't know. Just a MOBA content over there? I have no idea. Nice. I do want to do a video of a uh, League player tries Dota for the first time. Oh. Ooh, hey. that'd be cool. I'll come in and try it out. I'm a League player now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I will say, I mean, I've, I've like played a game or two of Dota over the past like 10 years and all I remember is being so lost. Cause I remember someone saying, all right, you take this item you go and chop down trees. So like imagine in league, you're going around the map, but then you actually destroy the trees on the map to like heal or something. And then they like, don't grow back either. Oh, so it's like a healing mechanic. Yeah. It's like some whole thing. And it's, maybe I was it's like so that little lost. fruit in the river where like you kind of hit it and it drops you like maybe. But it's like, like but it's idea. like the actual tree, like the map. It, and so I was lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, 
Wait, so what am I well, doing? Like, that character doesn't really chop wood well. You probably want to pick the lumberjack character because <laughs> that's when I was. I was. That's all I remember. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, are the champions based off of like Valve games? Or are they all like OC? Like, or like OC? Very generic on purpose. Like, they are OC because it all came from a Warcraft three mod. Um, way back in the day, that was called Defenders of the Ancients. Um, and then Valve turned it into officially Dota, just like they did with um, what what was their team fight tactics thing essentially? What was it? Uh, under Underlords uh, or something, right? Under something, yeah. Um, so same kind of thing. A lot of these things spawn from like mods, and they're like, oh wait, this is cool. That's what that started. And then the funny thing is, then Riot goes the next step takes whatever they developed from a mod so you have modders valve takes that makes the game and then riot takes the game they made from the the mod and then makes it better or different in the case of like tft like it's not like underworld just dead um in the way of league i mean obviously league won that battle but dota's still big um but it's just funny like that's then what they do um which is also why again i am i'm optimistic for the mmo because Riot has proven they're the best they're, at taking ideas from everybody. Yeah, they're good at taking existing ideas and improving. They don't need to reinvent the wheel. That's not what they do. But they can take a thing and make it more approachable and um, more playable. See, and they so, see a square wheel and they go, let's make that circle. No, not even oh. that far. It's just oh. like, let's make that a sharper square. And they do. <laughs> and they do it well so far. That's the thing is I'm worried too. This feels like Renaissance Blizzard right now, where it's like, how could this go wrong? And yeah, now like, look at Blizzard like, now. Riot can do no wrong in terms of like making games and stuff. Of course. So it's like, um, because on the flip side, we have Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft in their flop era, bro. What is happening? <laughs> Ubisoft. I mean, they've always kind of been that. Dead. Kinda, that is not true. Ten years ago, Ubisoft was hot. And then they started their, then they that Watchdog arc. I I feel like the Watchdog is kind of where it was at its top. Yeah, Watchdog was ten years ago. That was the well, they were high off of like you know they had made a bunch of good games. They were high off of the Assassin's Creed series being Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three, like they were so consistently good for a couple years there, and so people were like, "Yo, Ubisoft is in that upper echelon of developers." And then it was that Watchdog trailer and people were like oh my god ubisoft stocks are high ubisoft stocks haunt and then um you know watch stocks came out and people were like wow what now hold up what happened here and then that just kept happening with their games what happened here what happened here? what happened they, here they stopped innovating like the problem was after far cry 3 and far cry success they're like what if we make every game far cry it's just different skins and even for me, sometimes that worked, but it, and then it just got old yeah. and then it's just like, I can't. And then they had some good hits here and there, but the, the weird thing is, I know they're struggling. Cause like it recently came out that Ubisoft, um, nixed three other projects that have been in the works among like the two or three others they did last year. Among us. Um, which also, uh, Lord only knows also how much money that is, but then comically, Delayed Skull and Bones for the seventh Again. time, I believe. For the eighth time. Um, 
which is that pirate game that, you know, seven years ago or whatever I was excited for. Um, and people are like, I finally made a tweet. I'm like, this, like at this point, this is a joke. And someone's like, why do we keep saying, like telling devs that like make the game better, but then we get mad at them when they take more time because this is not them taking more it's been time. Seven years, man. Yeah, this is the seventh delay, which by the way is the second delay since re-revealing the game after it disappeared for three years or whatever. When when it came back, looked no different, nothing changed. So this isn't like a, oh they're taking time to make this better. No, this is like a Ubisoft is on fire right now. And for whatever reason, because if I'm Ubisoft, I'm surprised they're not just like, push it live tomorrow, whatever. We'll stop bleeding money. It's done. I'm surprised that's not what they're doing. There has to be something to it. And the only reason I think it's not just going to get delayed inevitably and eventually get canceled as so well. They put so much money into it. Like they money. And apparently they also took government money from Singapore uh, a while back for like crowdfunding or whatever. And so legally, they have to release this game. Um, that's the only reason. Uh, so aside from it, that, it, Ubisoft's sh shares and stocks just from last year were already down like forty percent. I think uh, it's and uh, then like it's, uh, the, it's like the, when you burn food. Like you don't just tri like at some point the food's burned. Like there's no saving it. Well, and the bizarre part is then the CEO comes out or whatever one of the heads up is like comes out and does a like sends out an email to all the workers whatever which is essentially saying like hey you guys have been screwing it up you need to work harder this year's a big year for us he hits it's the like, elon musk it's not the workers or Wait, it was, it's not me it's yeah the workers. it's the work yeah and it's like i don't think it's i feel like the devs are probably try, trying hard and i like i don't think this is inc like the amount of a dumpster fire right now is not from incompetent devs. It's from incompetent management and higher-ups. Like, what is going on here? Not to mention, also, we look at Ubisoft, who just tries to chase everything, like the Battle Royale, with their... whatever that thing was called, hyper something. I don't know. Um, the NFTs, they were the first to be like... We're hot. doubling down They're and we're, we're getting in NFTs and they started like Ubisoft Crystal or whatever for that. Do you guys um, want me to read you a quote from Ubisoft CEO about this? It's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, it says, Ubisoft has had a rough time lately. Skull and Bones got delayed again and the company canceled three unannounced projects and its share price has taken a hell of a bruising. But CEO and co-founder uh, knows just who's responsible it is. In an email seen by Kutaku, uh, Guillemont uh, tells his Ubisoft staff uh, that the ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality. After the company's uh, delays, um, he had weighed in and said he weighed in our costs and dis uh, decreased our associated revenues. Uh, Guillemont told staff that he needed their full energy and commitment in order to make sure that Ubisoft gets back on the path to success. So tunda. It's so uh, the 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 issue that always arises is we made a lot of money this year. We need to make more. Forgetting the reason why they made a lot of money. The reason they made a lot of money is because they made really good games. Guys, we guys, why did we make so much money ten years ago? It must be our business model. <laughs> uh no, your games have just been about it's just vapid. Ass. Just completely vapid. Nobody wants to buy them.
Well, and, and uh, I don't know. It, go for it. Sorry. No, it's just I don't know. Some some companies have have gotten to the art of like, hey, how do we make more revenue, but also don't forget why people like our games. Aren't they also have... only on Ubisoft launchers too? Yeah. No. Well, not anymore. Like for instance, Division Two oh, came yeah, out yeah, to Steam yeah. yesterday. Keep forgetting about Steam. And it doesn't launch Uplay, apparently. Oh, that's nice. But most of them. Like, I Any think that's part of it, too. Uplay, Uplay, Uplay thing, it pisses dude. me off. Dude, if it's a Uplay game and I have to log into Uplay, I'm like, I don't. stop playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, um, let me find out what my Uplay password is. Or it's like the Uno game. We, we were going to yeah. record Uno a while ago. I Holy have shit. Uno. I own Uno. Oh, it launches yeah. Uplay. It says I don't own Uno. It's like I can't play Uno. I literally can't because of Uplay, and I can't. I've tried like different account. Like Uplay's just it's like Uno's stuck, and that's just like why. Um, and the like what I was gonna say is that's like part of the Ubisoft thing now. It's just like that. Like ten years ago, I might see a trailer and it starts with Ubisoft. I'm like, oh, okay. Like what? What, right. what? What are they cooking? And now it starts the Ubisoft, and I'm I'm like okay, like turn off or like, what is this gonna be? Not in like a oh I'm excited, more like a yikers. What's like the best Ubisoft game in the past two years? Whatever Assassin's for Creed them game. Valhalla. Well, that's the yeah. thing is Val Valhalla is actually the best selling Assassin's Creed game, which is also strange that they're struggling so much because I think that's the point to greed. Like they made a lot of money with Valhalla, and yet still somehow they're tanking because they're. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I think, at least performance-wise, it's Valhalla. Because I think I mean, they like released Just Dance recently. It didn't do as well as they were Mario hoping. Mario Rabbids or whatever. They released Mario Rabbids. Didn't do as well as they were hoping. Rocksmith. Nobody plays that. Um, yeah. I, it's, Assassin's it's Creed's strange. Origins. Oh, Roller Champions. Oh, what happened to that game? I think it's What's dead. Up? The idea was fun. We think we made a video on it, I think. Yeah, it was okay. kind of fun. Well, and then, well, it wasn't even Ubisoft. It disappeared for like two years or whatever. The game just disappeared. And then it came back. Ubisoft bought it. Somehow the game was worse. Uh, and then it released. Uh, and I'm like, I, because I, I remember Matt, for whatever reason, was huge into it. He's like, dude, we got to play this all the time. I'm like, this is garbage, man. I'm glad you're having fun, but I ain't playing. And then within like two weeks, it, like I think now, I think they're shutting the servers down actually. I think they're actually shutting the game down. It hasn't even been like half a year. Um, I just can't... I feel like that is a whole... Anyway, I was actually thinking about this. Even though I don't play most of them, I gotta give it to Nintendo. Because I feel like they're one of the last, and I mean they're a console as a whole, but a lot of the Nintendo developers are the last people who are just making games that are games. Release it as a game, and that's what it is. And it yeah, stays their, 60. Their, it's a their box business price. approach has always been, we make money selling the hardware, and the games sell the hardware. Which is very different to like Sony and Xbox, which is like, the games have to sell because we lose money on the hardware. Well, and then the developers, like Ubisoft, but other people have gotten to the point to where the game now simply serves as a way to make microtransactions to 
get more money out of people. Like the game just needs to be yeah. serviceable. It's not even let's make a good game. It's let's make a serviceable game that we can monetize heavily. Yeah. Whereas Nintendo, to their credit, all the, well mainly like the Japanese developers, obviously Nintendo's a whole, but most of them are still like this Fire Emblem game coming out. Look at that. It's just it's just going to be Fire Emblem. And it's a box price, and you're going to get your game. Whereas, I mean, of course, we can go into the whole thing like Pokemon. Like, sure, okay, you make a box game, but then, like, what is this? But that's a different story. At the very least, though, it's not predatory in nature of, like, just like that, like, Ubisoft stopping to think, like, hey, why did people like the games? And make why did they make money? Because they were good games. But now they're like, well, how do we make more money from the games? Who cares about the rest? And I feel like that's the plague taking over most of um, the gaming industry, which is like like God of War Ragnarok. When that came out, it was not, like, it's a good game. I bought it. I'm done with it. That was it. I didn't feel like I was getting taken advantage of either at any point or felt like I was missing out on something. It's just a complete experience. And I feel like that's just like, like indie games are carrying the video game industry as far as I'm concerned right now. Like, between indies and double A's, I feel like they're the beacon of hope for me right now because I feel like triple A's have just been dropping the ball so often. And there was like the whole news story too. Like, if a triple A game studio wants to work on a new project right now, it'll be done uh, not on the PS6. It'll be ready for the generation after that. Because that's also how large in scope yeah. and expensive. And that's the thing is like, I also feel like they're just, they're making games bigger, but not better necessarily. Like, that sounds cool. And wow, you put all this time and money into it, but is it going to make it a better game? I feel like we need to like, just reel it back a little bit. Because Get back to the roots. It's getting unsustainable anyway. And then that's why indie games... Granted, depending on it, I mean, it's still like dev cycles are still a lot longer, but they can iterate and improve or like work on things that are trending in the industry better or like read it a little bit better. Because I mean, that's the tough part too is you're like, hey, let's start. Let's start a game now. This sounds cool. It's going to be done in nine years, 10 years though. So it's like, how are you supposed to know what the gaming ecosystem is going to look like in nine, ten years anyway. So, like, that's also tough from a development standpoint. Yeah. We're in a weird, we're in a weird place. Um, we pretty much only have, like, one Q&A question um, today. Um, we do have some we could go back on, but we are kind of cutting it close to the time. Uh, so we'll just do this one, and then we'll kind of have a longer one next week. Um, Milo V3... Um, says, as a person who isn't American, I'm curious what the general vibe of Colorado is given. Uh, it doesn't show up in as many movies or TV shows compared to some other states. Uh, well, as a non-Coloradian, as a, as a, as a, is that is how do you tech, what's the what's the what's the resident of Colorado called? Colorad, I don't know, Colorad, Coloradian, Coloradian, Coloradian. There's like major like cities that are like. And states that are like, whoa, like, what a crazy, like, st- this place is crazy, or this place has this. Colorado, like most, like most places that are known for their, like, 
their nature, their their views, their it's not like as talked about because Let's keep it that way, stay away. Because there's not like a lot. I mean, you got y'all are. I mean, it's pretty expensive in Colorado. Oh, no, it, it sucks. These past couple it's, years, I think it's guys, like top five in the country now. Yes, yeah, stop. Like, go away. But uh, yeah, it's it's the general consensus in Colorado is wow, that place is so pretty, and that's it about it. And also, for some reason, it was like, why is this random place in what should be like the Baboomer Belt? Is super liberal for some reason. Yeah, it's always a, a massive anomaly. When we moved here, it was like a swing state, and it was like either red or blue. But then, like as like time went on, it was just more like liberal thinking. Um, I don't, I don't know why you don't see it in a lot of movies and stuff. Um, um, back when I was studying film and stuff like that, it was actually a really big topic on how you could how the state of Colorado could get back into movies and stuff like that. But I think it's like we charge too much or something like that to kind of like um, if you like want to film in Colorado, like it's so much cheaper to go film in like places like Atlanta or um, Los Angeles because people are there and stuff like that. It's also very mountainous and I feel like mountainous is about as like view as it gets in Colorado. There are some shows like I think Ozark takes place in like Colorado Springs or something like that. Something, yeah. Ooh, that um, um dumb and dumber of course is a movie always everybody thinks about um because that's an aspen but like aspen is totally like different from a normal colorado type of thing which all um, the mountain cities are yeah um because that, that when i was studying film in school like that was like a really big like topic was like why colorado back in the day like during like the westerns and stuff like that they used colorado a lot for like western movies and stuff because um, yeah, so. that's what I really like about Colorado. It's like you want to go to the city, Denver's an hour that way. You want to be lost in the mountains, drive an hour that way. You want to go and fucking sheep or shave sheep and go herd cattle, drive an hour that way. Like I, I think it's basically has everything for everybody. That's um, what I like about it. I think the main thing is one. The reason you don't see it too is uh, also because, um, the way most media is made, anyways, just to, um. Not only dramatize or dra- dramatize, whatever the fudge, make more dramatic, uh, but also stereotype places. Like that's why when you ask foreigners um, to draw the map of like USA, it's like uh, California's giant, Texas is giant. Yeah, we've heard about Florida, New York, and I guess there's other things. It's yeah. just mainly the way, like the way uh, most stories are told. It's like. You maybe people be like, I've heard of Chicago. Chicago's in there, but for the most part, it stays coasts for a lot of things. Um, yeah, coastal areas. Then, and I mean, you can stereotype because because also part of it too is like, okay, well, let's say it's like a drug related show. All right, it's either like New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. or Texas. Yeah. Um, if it's any sort of uh cop drama or something, it's probably like L.A. or Chicago. Um which are a lot of shows and you can just like pinpoint them all around that. So for like super broad things that aren't specific stories that are like super dependent on a specific location, you have all those places, which also that's part of it too, is they have the infrastructure for it now at this point too. And there's an entire industry there. Yeah. California's 
does it all the time. So it's also you have access to more things, which is also sort of Georgia, for instance. Um, they have their whole film thing. Part of the reason, too, is um, when you film at Georgian stuff, same thing with like California. Um, you also have the ability to have a decent amount of different sets. Like you could look like you're in a completely different place. Colorado, you're Western. And the thing too nowadays as well, if you're shooting Westerns, it's almost always like Utah. Um, maybe somewhere uh, in Colorado, but like there also aren't many Westerns anymore. Those are that. So like you just have all these generalized things. They go to certain places. Westerns as well, maybe probably Texas. It's like one of the two. Depends on which yeah. ones they're going for. Like Cowboys is usually a little more like Utah but can still be Texas. Um, we just don't have the same amount of infrastructure as well for like to support a bigger thing that's not like a one-off here and there. It's the main thing of it. That and yeah, just stereotype. Like same thing if someone hears like, oh, we're going to make a TV show. We're going to put it in the uh, France. What are they going to do? They're going to make uh, It'll be in Paris. There's other places in France, but generalizing people like oh i know i know paris okay same thing they're not gonna be like well we're gonna do some little chateau and something you know um, yeah that's all do a news apparently we also offer the word one of the worst <clears throat> uh tax incentives for people to film movies here so like, like we george's don't offer... is really good i believe which is yeah. why some people they also offer some <clears throat> of the worst foods you could imagine uh, basic man is Colorado ass for food unless you have a chain. Uh, the Peach State handed out eight hundred million dollars in tax credits, while Colorado's budget was seven hundred fifty thousand. Like, it's just it's not an export for us. Yeah, you know we'll put those tax dollars to something else, like roads and shit. Because that's the thing too is like we God have like knows they're working on roads all the time here. Thing is, we have like Denver. But if they're going to do a city, we'll just go to Chicago or we'll go yeah. to L.A. or we'll go to New York. Or... <clears throat> so, I mean, that's mainly why. See, like, it's also why, like, you you hardly hear about Wyoming, Nebraska, uh, the Dakotas. Oh, like, that's right. There's tons of states that, again, it's like those couple I mentioned and then the rest of the U.S. that just isn't really. Um. Okay, uh, fun fact here. I didn't know this. Um, the Prestige. Some of that was filmed in Colorado. Some of that. And, uh, and, and then I remember this. The last like big movie that was in Colorado was The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. Because of that barn. That barn's, I think, in Telluride. Somewhere around there. Good movie. It's a great movie. Um. But that'll do it for the GG Over Easy podcast, episode 165. Uh, appreciate you guys all listening and hanging out. Uh, sorry, I, I've kind of fumbled the bag on finding guests. I've been playing League all day, and then I'm like, fuck, I have a podcast tomorrow. What are the chances I find somebody who is in the gaming space that wants to film a podcast at 8 in the morning? I'm not going to ask anybody that. Uh, well, so, the main thing is like on a six-hour notice. <laughs> yeah. So um, – let me uh, – I'll, I'll try and get one next week. Uh, but appreciate you guys all listening and hanging out today with us. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll see you next week for 166. Peace out. Gooses.